Hello, welcome to the Trap Game Podcast, the third episode. It is Monday, August 10th. I am your host, Mark Ruthop, with my co-host, Chris Smith. How's it going? All right, all right. We're, we're here. We're excited. We got a good show planned today. Yes, sir, we do. We have a lot of stuff going on, and I just got to start off top with the Houston Trastros, the Houston Asterix, the Dirty Scumbag Cheaters. You guys watched yesterday. They got in a little bit of a brawl with the Oakland Athletics. Okay? Now, I've been thinking about this a lot over the last night. You seem pretty heated. Heated. Heated, heated bro. Now, we all know that the Astros cheated. We all know that they pretty much got away with it scot-free to this point. They haven't had to face fans. When they did get caught, they were very unapologetic about it. They were making excuses. Carlos Correa, just the biggest asshole of all time, pretty much trying to blame everyone else but themselves. And now you see that I think all of them are hitting under like 200 right now. They're not having a good year. Right now, and as we have signals coming their way. No, exactly. You know, they don't know what pitches are coming in. I mean, I'm not saying I could hit an MLB pitch, but if I knew it was coming, I, I think I got a pretty good shot at it. Right. You I know? mean, if you know a curveball is coming, if you're just some average Joe coming off the street, you know it's, you know, you know where it's going to be at right. least. You right. know, you're, you know it's not coming in at 95 miles a freaking hour. Just close your eyes and swing. These guys are professional baseball players. They can adjust to that. And, I mean, if you know, like, obviously there's been steroids, stuff like that. Cheating's bad no matter what. You know, the whole Astra steroid area era wasn't great. But you talk to the players now, they all say that they would rather face a guy that was on steroids rather than knowing what pitch was coming. Exactly. Because at least when you're on steroids, like, you still got to hit the ball. Right. It still takes skill. Right. So, I mean – I, I just can't stand the Astros, and what happened yesterday just amplifies it by a hundred. Because you have L- Ramon Laureano, guys just playing the game, was playing very well for right. the day too. Got hit three times in this series. It wasn't three just this series. one time that people saw. He got hit three different times. Two in this game. Two in this game, and the in other the one, and the other one, the first one was by a guy he got traded for. Because Ramon Laureano was actually originally in the Astros system. So, Laureano gets hit this third time. He's pissed off. Right. I would be. Yeah. You get hit in, in the, the back, back three times, you're not going to be happy about it. It's still sore from the first one. Exactly. Like, these guys don't throw soft. Right. You're getting hit by 90, 95 a mile an hour a baseball. I die. And if you've been hit by a baseball, you know the feeling. I remember I got in the arm one time. I had a bruise the size of a grapefruit for about two weeks. And this was in high school. This was like by a kid that was throwing mid-80s. So imagine getting hit in the arm, in the back, by a professional baseball player. Fastball, right? Uh, Like, ridiculous. So this third time he gets hit, okay, he's mad. He looks out to the pitcher, and he's like, hey, you know, this is how you throw a slider. He wasn't like, hey, fuck you, guy. Like, I'm gonna, I'm coming after you. He's obviously just like, yo, this is how you throw a slider. It was too straight. Maybe he was being a little condescending. But, you know, he has a right to be. Big right. And no one likes the Astros in the first place. So Nobody. amplifies it by 100. Then 
Ramon Laureano gets down to first base, okay? Then the hitting coach of all people. Umberto Castellanos. Umberto. Umberto the Goof Castellanos. Doesn't even play the game. Doesn't even play. Starts egging on Ramon Laureano and, like, takes a step towards him like he's about to go. Right. So, the like, Laureano, when your dugout's behind you. Exactly. Yeah, and so Laureano's like, all right, like, let's go. Sprints at him. So the Astros players create a wall in front of the hitch. Just coach. start jumping this guy, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, Laureano did say that the guy that tackled him was just holding him. Right. And he was like, are you good? Yeah, yeah. And Laureano said he was happy he did it because if he got to the hitting coach, it probably would have been bad. Right. And, I mean, uh, I believe it was the catcher for the Astros. He came out and said the same thing. Like, right. I just ran out to hold him to yeah. stop anything from further progressing. Yeah. And – Understandably, yeah. you know, you don't want that to get as bad as it probably could have gotten. But then this chicken shit is standing behind Umberto. Umberto the goof is standing behind this little brawl that's going on and doesn't even get involved. And he's the one that started the whole thing. Just stands there. So the Astros just keep showing that they don't understand the magnitude, the magnitude of what they really did. Like. Everyone in baseball, if you are a self-respecting baseball fan and you still choose to root for the Astros, I have no respect for you as a baseball fan at this point. And for you diehard Astro fans that you know have been following them for years, just don't follow them for the next couple of years until you do a full team change and everybody's out of the MLB and right. then then you know claim them again because right now that it just doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, Altuve's hitting like 150, so we actually finally see what kind of player he really is without knowing what's coming. Bregman's hitting sub-200. Springer's hitting sub-200. Cray is doing okay, but he's still not great. So, I mean, yeah, like Chris said, you can be an Astros fan in a few years, but if you really still cheer on this group of absolute cheating dickheads... I'm sorry. You, you just don't have any respect for me, and I'm sure a lot of people that really love the game of baseball. Right. So, And, I mean, just goes to show, there's been, what, they've been in two or three fights already? Two already, but, I mean, they keep getting hit. Yeah. I mean, warranted. Yeah. Definitely absolutely. warranted. Absolutely. And, and, you know, now Loriano's going to get this huge suspension because he did it. I'm, I'm just, I'm so sick and tired of these guys being so protected when they really don't deserve it. At all. And I can't wait for next year because these guys will be back and hopefully fans are allowed back. It is going to be absolutely brutal because they could have put this all in the rearview mirror this year. They yeah. could have actually come out and been like, sorry about everything. Yeah. They could have been like, yo, like we cheated. We know we did wrong, but they went the complete opposite way. Act like it never happened. Acted like it didn't happen and are still acting like the pompous asses. And they're now, you know, they're getting away with all this crap. And it's just building, building this absolute animosity for every fan that's not an Astros fan towards the Astros. Right. And I think, I think like, like everyone is united in hating the Astros at this yes, point. Yes, exactly. So I think what also sucks is with the COVID policies and everything going on, players are getting more harsher punishments for these brawls for right. these confrontations because they're they're trying to keep that social distancing so it sucks because you know every team coming up the astros just wants to go over there and punch them in the face but yeah and know. i mean 
Loriano, he will get a suspension, and you know he probably should have kept a cooler head than he did. But in that situation, you know you're upset, right? And you don't. And apparently, whatever Umberto the goof said was it, like some foul shit. And that's what their coach was saying is that you know for him to come off the base, it had to have been some foul shit, and that. He said the the truth will come out who really provoked it because now there's no fans. But you can see it. Yeah, you and can see it everywhere. It. Yeah, the the hitting coach comes out of the dugout to start barking at Loriano. Right. And then takes a step towards him, like, all right, like if you're about it, let's go. And then I don't think he expected Loriano to, to bomb rush him like he did. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just I'm so sick of the Astros getting this preferential treatment and you know just getting away with what they did the last few years. It has nothing to do with the, being a Yankees fan at this point. Like it has nothing to do with you know the Dodgers, the you know whoever they beat. It, it's just if you're a fan of baseball and you actually still support these guys, and it and even defend them. I think it's like defending them that gets me right. the most. Like. Yeah. Fine, whatever. If you're from Houston, I get it. Like they're your team, you're gonna support them. But if you defend these guys the and what they're ways. doing, and not even the cheating at this point, it's just how they're still going about it. How it is acting. nuts, nuts to me. But yeah, I just can't wait for next year. I'm hundred percent going to watch the Yankees play the Astros at some point. Yeah, and like I will be foaming at the mouth <laughs> <laughs> and also throwing. Your beer or whatever you got. I'm throwing a hot dog down. Well, on I don't. I don't know about all that. That's a pretty expensive hot dog. It's a pretty, pretty expensive hot dog, and I'll probably get kicked out of the stadium. But I, you know, I'd like to enjoy the game. I mean, do it in like the eighth inning. The eighth or ninth inning. Yeah. When they stop serving beer and everyone's right. drunk, you just throw it, and you leave yourself where they can kick you out, and then oh, you're like, man. you're good. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a really expensive decision, but. Yeah, I just had to get that off my chest because, man. I mean, you seemed heated walking into it. I was, man. I, I still am. Like, get like talking about it now, I'm trying to keep it PG <laughs> because I could keep going on this probably for another hour. But we have a lot of other things to get to today. So staying on baseball for a little bit, I don't think these players understand how serious this COVID situation is. Because baseball has brought in security guards to each team's hotel rooms. Or not hotel rooms, but hotels. But yeah, to make sure that they're following protocols. And it's working. Because Mike Clevenger of the Indians, along with Zach Plezak, two two of their starters, got caught trying to leave the hotel. Sneaking out like little kids. I mean, there's millions of dollars on the line. Right. Just stay in your room. How hard is it? I get it. People, like, they need an escape from baseball or you know in the bubble and basketball and it's hard you miss your family but like you pay millions of dollars right now and they shorten it up you're getting the the sweetest treatment you can just yeah and it's not even like when they're at home they can't they still get to go do what they want right like when they're on the road they have to stay in their hotel rooms that's two three days tops right like come on it's not that hard like make the sacrifice and if you don't want to you can opt out right People are still opting out. Marcus Stroman just opted out today. Lorenzo Cain opted out a week ago. Like they still have that option, but they're still just showing how nonchalant they are about this thing. And it's so upsetting because you still have teams that are having games suspended almost every day because they have one or two guys test positive. So the first team, the Miami Marlins, right. Jeter came out and said that the guys weren't even trying to be malicious when leaving 
One guy was like going to get clothes. What do you need clothes for? Right. You're not going to the club. Right. You're going to sit in your room. Like, what do you need clothes for? One guy's like, I'm going to go get some food. There's Uber Eats, DoorDash, you name it. I'm pretty sure if you just sent out a tweet saying, I'm this baseball player, bring me some food, right. you get free food. And I'm pretty sure the hotels you're staying at aren't like a Motel 6 with a no. one-star rating. No, no. They're like the Ritz-Carlton. Right. You know, like the Marriott. Five dining, five-star right. dining downstairs. So, I mean, it, it's just, it's unbelievable how these guys just can't figure it out. And you have college football that is on the brink of destruction. These kids don't even get a chance to voice their opinions and say if they want to play. But you got guys that are just so just they don't care. Yeah, and it's sad. Old. Yeah. They're afraid. Well, you know, they're afraid of the consequences that these kids come and play and the kids contract it. And, you know, kids these days aren't more susceptible to right. it. You know, it's a higher uh, survival rate, but they just don't want it to pass on. And on top of like having fans there and everything, and I understand, but let the kids decide. Let the kids choose. Yeah, you know, these kids won't go to school now. Now they're not gonna play ball. What, what lives will they have? Exactly. And to put it in perspective, you got a guy like Joe Burrow last year. Okay, completely off the radar. No one knew his name. I mean, maybe if you followed like LSU specifically, or like are a huge football head. If you're a casual football fan, you did not know who Joe Burrow at the beginning of last year and he played himself to a first overall pick so now you have all these kids that don't have that opportunity to rise like razor draft stock you know have that chance to really show that they could be on an nfl roster and it's coming out today at least the mountain west has officially suspended or postponed their football season yep so i mean we were saying it even in our first show we kind of saw the writing on the wall that this would kind of start to happen um but now you have players like trevor lawrence justin fields of ohio state are coming out and saying that they want to play yeah i mean because just like joe Burrow, they got you know players like trevor lawrence their draft socks high you right. know he's and, and justin fields is also like a top five lock pick at this point like right. these guys don't need to play right but like you said there's people who are not on the radar who need to show out this year and they aren't going to get that opportunity. So what are they going to do? Just go apply for the draft next year and hopefully someone spots them running faster, you know, throwing the ball far. No, you need live game footage to show how good these players are. Absolutely. And it's going to be weird because I know some schools are trying to salvage their seasons. Yeah. So it's like you might – because Iowa and Nebraska were two schools that voted to keep playing today, like very motivated to and keep playing. And then all other 12 said no. Yeah. So you might have like Nebraska and Iowa in the SEC this year. <laughs> it is, And it's so weird because what if the majority of schools or conferences opt out and like the SEC goes? You just have 12 teams playing each other? Is that even worth it at that just point? Just do series. I mean, yeah, yeah but – Best of, like, best of you're five. not going to have a national champion. Right. Like, you're going to have an SEC champion. Like, okay. It, it's just going to be a novelty at this point. And, I mean, I understand that they have to really try and make their money because, on average, they, these schools can lose up to, like, 70 to $80 million if they don't play this year. And that's what's surprising to me is that these schools are just so quick to opt out before, you know, even trying it. I get it if you give it a go when, you know, some crazy stuff happens, then cancel it. But, you know, they're not a giant 
organization like in the NFL, baseball, basketball that has income coming in all the time, they rely on these games for a big part of their income. Right. And I think the big thing with that is if they were to allow the players to get paid, I think this would be a much easier decision. And I think they would have a season. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But how hypocritical would it look to not allow students back onto campuses and be like, oh, well, we're still having a season. Yeah. So now you're just, you know, you're showing your cards that you really don't view these kids like they are kids. You don't view them as students anymore. Right. To them, they're just athletes. They're, They're dollar signs. So I think so much more than it being about the money, I think it's about the image as well. Yeah. There's so many different things that I that I think go into college football and just college sports in general. Like my sister plays college basketball and they're preparing for a season right now. Really? Yeah. Like she has to go get tested here in the next couple days um, just so she can go start practicing. Right. So they're getting ready for a season, but everything is just so – you, you, you don't know. You know, like tomorrow they can be like, oh, yeah, season's 100% full go. And then the next day, oh, four of our students just got COVID and now the season's over. So it, it's a lot. You don't know if it's going to happen. I highly, highly doubt that it does happen just because there's so many factors that go into it. Um, but it's it's a good sign that the players are kind of coming together. And even some coaches. Point. Right. Now Harbaugh in Michigan, he, mm-hmm. you know, he started this whole movement like, we want to play or hashtag we want to play or let us play and then and then, uh, let coaches coach. And he, he said that, you know, COVID right now is, it is a problem, but it's manageable. And you, right. you've seen, you know, these organizations manage it and, and get, and it's been shown to success. So if, if they can do it, why can't college do it? I mean, the money there. So they can do it. Exactly. And they've said like, and it makes sense they've said that if they're on campus, like around the team and, you know, not doing anything else, they're probably safer there than they are Going on the home. streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just hanging out because they, if there is no season, these kids are going to be doing so much more stuff. When so you're 18 much. years old, you know, and you had all that free time, I, we were getting in trouble. Lots you of know? And so, I wasn't, I wasn't a big student athlete and had to work career like these kids but now you know this whole time of the year they're locked down practice game practice game practice game and now it's like no school no practice no game what do you do right and and initially you know you're gonna see the numbers because you're gonna have kids coming in from their homes and all this stuff that are gonna have covid and are gonna test positive but it's the same thing with everything, you know, like when the NF- or NHL camps reopened, when NFL camps opened, when baseball opened, you had a lot of guys test positive, but that's because they were coming from outside of the, right. the bubbles or whatever. And now uh, Jim Harbaugh even said in his letter, they had a couple tests when they all came back. But now that they've all been together for like a month or however long they've been together, that they've had no positive tests since then. Right, no spikes. So I really hope it happens, but I just, I can't see it. I, I just think there's too many factors at play. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, like you said, there's too many factors. There's too many parents. There's, you know, I get it. If they're like in baseball and organized sports, there's a lot of these guys are grown men. They can mm-hmm. do whatever they want. 
these are kids we're talking about. Right. And you know, these kids live with their parents, so their parents have a say in what they do. And if maybe if they have a season, how many of these players, parents or players are going to say, hey, I don't feel safe playing. Right. And then what happens? Now these teams are going run on fumes, and who wants to watch that? And this just shows, again, like college athletes, they need a bigger say in this because of the dollars alone that they generate. Right. But – to, for them not to have a voice in this is just not right. And, and it's such an old head way of thinking at this point that, you know, they don't deserve money, that they don't deserve this and that. Like, what if Tua, when he got hurt, career ending? Almost was. Almost was. I mean, his draft stock almost dropped. I mean, it did drop, but not, you know, the Dolphins are locked in on him. Well, the Dolphins are desperate, too. Yeah. Because imagine if the Dolphins, like, imagine if Josh Rosen actually panned out to be okay and they didn't need him. Tua would have fallen so far. Right. And he could have been cashing in in college this whole time. You know, he could have had sponsors. We could still have NCAA on, like, Xbox oh, and PlayStation. Oh, I miss it so much. But they these guys should be able to make money with how much money they bring in. They're right. on the national stage all the time. And it's just not right that these kids get in trouble if someone throws them a little extra money for food. Right. You've seen that. Yeah. Crazy. crazy. And you had Jameis Winston, who is going to be, you know, a lock to make it into the first round. And, you know, after his freshman year, everyone's like, okay, well, this kid's going to be the overall first pick, yeah. you know, when he comes out. He had to feel like he had to steal food right. because he wasn't eating enough. Right. And this kid was making FSU millions of Put dollars. Put on the spotlight. Right. And it hasn't changed. Well, it's something that I heard today was that a lot of like coaches are wanting to get away from the NCAA. Yeah. I think that would be so much smarter for like yeah. just the schools to regulate their student athletes. Right. And Rather was- than some like stupid freaking organization that doesn't get it. Who doesn't even know these players? No. He just sees them as a, a number. On That's team. all it is. It's just money and dollars, and they don't care about these kids' futures. And I don't think it should be like schools play, pay these kids because then you're going to have these schools paying the best people, and it's always going to be the same teams winning. I think you should – It already uh, is the same teams winning all yes, the time. Yes, yes, but that's just because it comes with the name. But I think it should be if these kids are good to allow them to have sponsorships right. and use their likeness and get paid for that. You don't necessarily have to pay them out of pocket from the school. But allow them to make money off of their popularity. Right, like it maybe like limit them to how much that they can make, something like that. But let these kids make money. Let these kids have a life outside of college and – Get ready for that because you don't know if something's going to happen. Right, just in case they do get injured. Right. And now and like, it happens. It, it does. does happen. It does happen all the time. So, I mean. We've seen people get injured in the combine. In the combine. In the combine. Like going into the NFL and you're a lock and then ACL tear and there right. you go. Like, like imagine if RG3 was able to capitalize when he was in college. Right. I mean, he's still in the NFL, and I'm sure he's still getting paid pretty well. I don't know what his contract is at this point. He's a backup, right? And he's a backup for the Ravens, and you know, I'm sure that's still worth a couple million yeah. here and there. I'm sure he's still doing okay. But like someone like him, who was the face of college football, he wouldn't even have to be a backup right now if he was able to capitalize on that. Right. You know what I mean? And these kids would be making a lot of money. 
and they should. They should. They deserve it. They, you know, regardless. So many people watch college sports because the collegiate level was right below the pro level. I mean, some of these kids are so pro I, right now. I almost think you could argue in a lot of places in the country that college football is way more popular oh, yes. than the NFL. Oh yes. That, I mean, I think you have whole towns centered right. around these schools. Yeah. I mean. There's nothing more important. Well, because there's so much pride in a college team because, yeah. you know, most people went there. They yeah. spent their time there. They grew up around these schools. Yeah. I honestly – I want to see a poll. I'm going to put out a poll that if you had to get rid of one, would it be college football or the NFL? See, me, I'm not – I'm a big college guy, but I didn't go to college. Yeah. So I don't really have a favorite team. So, of course, like I would pick the NFL, but yeah. it, I've seen – you know, these tailgates, these towns where these people are. That's life and death for a I lot mean, of people. You're driving down the street and these people's houses are painted whatever color their college team is. All, all, the whole house. Right. It looks raggedy as hell. How many people do you think named their child Debo in like the Clemson area? How many Debos do you think are running around down in old uh, Death Valley out there? In, in the south, probably quite a few. Or, or Nick or Saban or something like that. And yeah, they, these guys are gods. Right. They're, they're bigger than the athletes themselves. Right. And they these get, guys are making like $10 million just to coach a college football team. They're making more than a lot of NFL coaches. So it's nuts. And you have guys that don't want to leave their college gig because it pays them too well right. to go to the NFL. Well, we'll see. We'll see if, they, if the season resumes this year. We'll see if... Athletes will finally get paid. I think they should. I think they should too. I don't think they will, but I thought they're they were moving towards it. I thought in like in like California and I think Florida they were approving well, people think, to use their likeness. Right. I think they can start using their likeness, but I haven't seen like the the logistics of that. Like yeah. to what extent can they use their likeness? Or is yeah. it gonna be regulated by the school or is it gonna be regulated by the NCAA? Because right. you know, right? You know that they're not going to let them get all that money. Yeah. You know the school or the NCAA is going to take some cut of that just because that's what they do. Yeah. You know, but these kids are making them millions of dollars, but still have the audacity to charge kids fucking thirty-five million dollars for a college degree. It's nuts. <laughs> but it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we don't think college is coming back. Let us know if you guys really do think it's coming back. I mean, slowly but surely, it kind of seems like it's not with Mountain West going down. Luckily for Rebel fans, you guys won't have to see them go 2-10 again this year. Hopefully they can use this year to recruit a little bit and, you know, get a little bit better. But, uh, you know, sticking with Vegas, the Knights, number one overall seed. That sounds really nice. Does. Number one overall seed. We're just too good, and I mean, it's, and we're a little scary. They're like the Chiefs right now. We we get down. Oh no! Early. You just put them on the Chiefs level. I mean, oh no! The Chiefs went down twenty four zero, came back. We went down with three goals the other night, right? And came back, yeah. and then won by two goals. I know, but to put them on the Chiefs level, that's that that's a hard hard thing to live up to they're just they're gonna be champions i hope so my money on it i hope so what'd you get them at plus 550 and now we've moved down to plus 450 as the favorites overall that's a good sign yeah i like it i think i'm gonna throw a little more on there okay 
I wanted to ask you too. I can't believe I didn't ask you already. What do you think about the Kraken? Man, I am not a fan. No, no, I loved it. Really? I thought. What does the Kraken have to do with that part? That part? It's just like the port, you know, by the sea. Why not put fucking Lucy the Loch Ness monster in there? <laughs> I don't think that would have sold as well. I'm not a fan. I the name's cool. I'm not a fan of the logos I've seen so far. Now they're subject to change, but I don't know. I just. I mean, they're a little basic, but at the same time, it's like the Knights logo isn't anything special. And then I'm not saying that, but the Golden Knights, like, come on, it's pre- you name your kid that or something. Like, it's pretty cool. The Golden Knights? Yeah. I'm- See, but again, like, what does that have to do with Vegas? So? Nothing. And that's why I think <laughs> it should have been, like, the Silver Knights, because it was Or the Silver Desert State, Knights. Or the Desert I thought the Knights. Desert Knights would have been You dope. know, when we came out and have this... The lower team, the the Silver Knights right. now. Yep. I'm like, that should have been the name. I mean, we have the Raiders coming here, which are black and silver. Right. Silver State, we should yep. have been. But, you know, Golden Knights is cool. I like it. I mean, yeah, obviously now it's right. obviously grown on you because yeah. it's there are boys. But uh, Not you know, a fan I of love How do you even get that name? It's just a badass freaking mythical creature, dude, yeah. that just destroys everything that it touches. I feel like it should be like some Korean baseball team. The Kraken? Like the heroes out there. Well, like, like I guess. Heroes. <laughs> I guess like the second in line was like the Sockeyes. You know what Sockeye is? Mm, no. The Salmon. Yeah, the Seattle Sockeyes. Yeah, I, I mean, the name itself is cool. The Sockeyes. But once you know the name. Like yeah. It's going to have a big old like Salmon head on the front of your, <laughs> front of your jerseys. I, I've seen a lot of people saying uh, like a meme for the new. Are going to be the Seattle Crackheads. Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen that a lot. Yeah. I was really pulling for the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. <laughs> that was one that, that was, was my close second. Yeah, that was the one that was floated out there. Um, I'm a big proponent for the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. To be, I mean, it doesn't matter what sport, I I will be their number one fan. We need to sign a petition. We don't need a bunch of people to sign it. I mean, it was all over the place. Could you imagine if they're like, yeah, you know what? Let's just run with it. Just the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. I would have loved it. I would have bought a jersey instantly. I wonder what the logo would look like. There is a logo. Really? Yeah, it's like a it's like a pigeon, and it's wearing a raincoat. Someone made like a legit logo for this thing, and I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy a shirt. And once we eventually go live with this thing, or like we take our show to YouTube, you guys will see it because I'll be wearing it. It's my favorite shirt ever. Maybe that's what we have to wear every show. Rain <laughs> City Bitch Pigeons. Yeah, yeah. shout that's out. Gross. Shout out to the Rain City Bitch Pigeons or whoever made that because you're a genius and it was the greatest name ever. Um, I do like the Kraken, even though they're going to be in our division. I'm definitely interested to see how they do. Definitely interested. I mean, I hope the Knights beat them 8 to nothing every time. but Every time. Right, right. And I, I, someone just put out like – on because uh, I, I played fantasy hockey last year and someone was like taking a dig at me and was like oh like the Krakens uh, the Kraken like blew the Knights out of the water with like their launch and I was like and this kid's a Coyotes fan I was like okay so we're both more successful than the Coyotes then Damn. <laughs> C- combined three years right t- as two teams and both more successful than the Coyotes Right. 
So, yeah, if you're a Coyotes fan, you might not want to take shots at the Knights. That's all I'm going to say. But going into that, we have the first round. The first round is officially set for the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. You got the Knights versus the Blackhawks and the 1-8 to Colorado Avalanche versus the Arizona Coyotes 2-7. to The Dallas Stars versus the Calgary Flames. You got the St. Louis Blues versus the Vancouver Canucks. That rounds out the West. In the East, you have Philadelphia Flyers taking the number one spot. You have the Montreal Canadiens. Who saw that coming as the eighth seed? Tampa Bay looking for a little redemption against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Got swept by them last year in the first round. Washington versus the Islanders. I don't like the Capitals. I don't think any of us do. Barry Trotz looking to send his old team home once again. And Boston surprisingly coming in four seed out of the round robin. They were tied for first to be favorites and win. Absolutely. And yeah. they just been struggling. They just look flat. Their they just did look not there. Well, they just looked uninterested. I guess when you're from Boston, you have all these, you know, winning mentality. You just uh, don't care anymore. Boston. <laughs> Let me throw up. Another right. cheating city. <laughs> Shots fired again. We are just firing shots all over the place. Too. I got my gat loaded. We, we, we are just in a fiery mood, and I love it. All right, so I'll start off with the Blue Jackets. Let's go. This is going to be – they've been playing really good. Against really them. well. I mean, they should have sent the Maples home last game, mm-hmm. but out of nowhere, Maples want to score three goals in the third tight win in overtime. Three goals in the third within like the last four minutes. Crazy. Right. Crazy. I didn't I blinked and I looked up and I'm like, yeah. what's going on? And that Maple Leafs team is absolutely loaded. Right. So now Columbus, you know, they already think that they can beat the Lightning since what they did last year. And now they come into it beating the Maple Leafs, who are probably in the top three most talented offensive teams in the league. You got Frederick Anderson back there, who's not a slouch in goal. And they made it look relatively easy. I mean, besides those three goals, you know, that's not going to happen all the time. Right. That's uh, an anomaly. Absolutely. So, I mean, who who do you take? I have them upsetting the Lightning. People have the lightning going all the way, and I think the way the Blue Jackets, they got this confidence about them. They're just going to go in and run the table. It's not a crazy pick. No, it might go the distance. I think so, too. I don't think they'll sweep them this time around. But, like, they do have the confidence. Like, oh, well, we did it last year. We can do it this year. We just beat the Leafs. Absolutely. I mean, you lose Panarin. You lose uh, Bobrovsky. um, A couple, obviously, star players off that last year's team. But, I mean, obviously that they're showing that they belong right where they were last year. Yeah. So I, I think that's a really good pick. Um, I think we both agree that the Flyers will probably steamroll the Canadians. If they play the way they've been playing, I couldn't agree They more. look extremely motivated. Extremely. And we talked about it earlier is that a lot of these teams are coming in with no expectations and are just playing super loose. So it's honestly not surprising that both 12 seeds made it past the first round. Not surprising to me at all. No. I mean, and Carey Price can get hot. He's 
one of the top goalies in the league still, can give the Flyers fits. But at the end of the day, I think the Flyers are just too deep and too good of a team uh, to lose to the Canadians in this first round. But you you never know because, like, the Blue Jackets last year, we didn't think they were going to beat the Lightning. Oh, absolutely not. And then sweep them. So especially with all this rest going on that all these players are getting and being in this bubble with no distractions, I think anything can happen. But definitely Flyers are going to steamroll the Canadians. Yeah, it's – it's a nice story. Right. The Canadians have a lot of nice young pieces to uh, to bring to the table, but I just I don't think this year's their year. Like you said, though, anything can happen. That's why they they play the games on the ice and not on the paper. Um, Washington and New York. This is going to be a tough one because the Islanders have been pretty consistent the last two years. Their offense is strong. Absolutely. And then you got Barry Trotz, who was their coach uh, when they beat the Knights, but. We don't need to get into that one too much. Um, he knows so, how these guys play. The first three games I went to were all the Islanders. Right. We lost every single one of them. The Islanders are a solid crew. I, I don't think I've ever seen the Knights win in person. All right, so then you can't go to any games. Yeah, what you're saying. yeah, yeah that's what everyone tells me. <laughs> no, nah, it's all right. We'll, we'll get you out to a, to a game against the Kraken where they should win. We'll, we'll turn – We'll turn that luck around. Rain City Bitch or the, Pigeons. The Rain City Bitch Pigeons. As we we will refer – whenever you guys hear us say the Rain City Bitch Pigeons from now on, we are referring to Seattle Kraken. So um, I don't know who takes that. I mean, I think you got to give the edge to Washington just a little bit because, I mean, you still have Ovechkin. I mean, the, the dude can carry a team by himself. He's a monster. Absolute monster. Um, do we both agree? Capitals move on past the Islanders? Barely, but yes. Barely. They're going to struggle. I, yeah, I think the yeah. Islanders give them a really good I series. Be, I wouldn't be surprised if the Islanders come out on top. It's not going to be like, oh my god. Yeah, it wouldn't be like it's if Columbus fight. was to beat Tampa again. Right. It'd be like, okay, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Um, Boston versus Carolina. Now, like you said, Boston came in as one of the favorites to win this whole thing. You don't just turn it on. Right. You, like, you can't just go from losing three games in a row to automatically think. They're just like, okay, well, now we're going to play the yeah, way we want series. to. Especially against Carolina, who was playing in a elimination yeah, series, so they're already in that mindset. Yeah. You know, so I think Carolina takes the upset here. I think so, too. I, they are playing ridiculous right now. They looked so good. I think they have a chip on their shoulder from last year, too, how they performed. And everybody right. had high expectations. Absolutely. I thought they were going to go a little farther. Mm-hmm. But I think they beat them. I definitely think the Bruins get sent home early. Right. And I don't know. It's going to be a crazy playoff. I think you're going to see a lot of upsets just for the fact that, you know, the teams that were in the round robin were playing like, okay, well, if we lose, we're not going home right. necessarily. So they didn't really have to like ratchet up that intensity. I think you saw that from Philadelphia, nice. Vegas, Colorado. And I mean, yeah, obviously you can say Tampa. But yeah, these three and like, okay, I, I'll say Washington too. I just think they're a little bit weaker of the four round robin teams in the East. So yeah, like Boston just looked completely uninterested the whole time. 
like you said earlier, they're flat. Right. So we definitely can see three playing teams upsetting a, a few of the round robin teams in the East. Easy. Easy. Um, but going over to the West, Vegas for Chicago. Chicago um, is one and eight all time, one and eight or two and eight, or just a very bad winning percentage against Vegas all time. How long does it come here and just party all the time? Well, not even that. They beat them in Chicago too. We are a great team. And I and I'm not being biased here, but I I wouldn't be surprised if we sweep them. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, Especially if they start Leonard most games. Yes. It's because, you know, this is the team that traded Leonard to Vegas. Yeah. And Leonard is going to absolutely be 100% motivated lock to down. just lock these guys down. Right. And that's obviously much more easier said than done when you have guys like Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Kirby Doc, uh, Alex Debrecant. Like these guys, these, they got some solid dudes over there. But I th I think the speed, I think the depth is going to be way too much for the Hawks. We're just going to overwhelm them. And, and even Corey Crawford didn't play that great in net for the Hawks. Um, he was very wishy-washy. You can't do that against right. Vegas. Because Vegas is throwing 40, 50 shots at you a game almost. It makes up all these plays. Everything we do is just so fancy. Right. And it looks so the window dressing is Max all Patch there. Reddy is back. He's back. back. He is back. Crazy. So we looked that good without our top score. And like you said, it, you, we didn't even have to be motivated because we were in. Yeah. And we just ran the table. We ran the table because Vegas knows that they can do something special this year. They came into it motivated. They're ready to win this whole thing. And I hope they do for the sake of Las Vegas and the sake of my wallet. I uh, So I bought a cameo for Randy for our, our anniversary. Uh, you know what Cameo is? Mm. So you can like buy uh, like videos for from like celebrities. Yeah. And Ryan Reeves is on there. Oh, okay. So obviously I got one from him. And he was like, if we win this cup this year, I don't care. Like we're going to go down the strip. We're going to have a parade. Like fuck COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. I'm, I'm all I'll be about there. that. I'm I'll all be about there. That. I'll I'll wear the mask. I'll wear a hazmat suit, but I will be at that parade. We're getting one of those corner slots at the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, and yeah. We're just gonna live it. Oh, dude, I would go nuts. We're I mean, gonna have just the biggest party if the Knights win. The biggest part. I mean, it's in Las Vegas. Right. One. You right. know, I've never been to a crazy parade until the Chiefs won. I went to that parade. Cool experience. Don't get me wrong. Right. Worst experience of my entire life. It was snowing. Oh, it was yeah. eight degrees yeah. out. I got up at six a.m. to go stand in a park full of a million people. I mean, we haven't won in fifty years, and me and my dad were shoulder to shoulder for six hours and could not move. I mean, to to even turn around, I had to put my hand in my pocket and like dislocate my shoulder a little bit to turn. I mean. Like I said, cool experience. Hopefully, Las Vegas parade is way better and way more lit right. and active because, yeah, I just I won't do that again. I feel like it would be a problem. <laughs> it it might be a problem. It might get absolutely insane on the strip if the Knights were to win. 
The casinos would probably shut their doors. I think they would have to. Because people would just... At least during the parade, yeah. they would have to. Right. And people would be going nuts. Right. I know I would be. We're going to reopen Chaos Pool at the Palms. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. But, uh, yeah. We said we were only going to talk about the first round this time. So, when the Knights hopefully beat Chicago, we can talk about it a little bit more. Next on the slate, we have the Avalanche versus the Coyotes. Another team that was not supposed to be here, Did not see it but came in, was motivated, played way better than the Oilers, made it actually look Predators. the Predators. I'm sorry about Predators. that. The Predators, they just looked like they wanted it more than the Predators did. What sucks because, you know, they're coming in to play us and we want it way more. But, exactly. Um, Colorado. Colorado. Wins by a landslide. Oh, they look great. They are dirty. They are so nice. And, I mean, I honestly think they are a better team overall than the Knights. I really do. I, any given day, I think, like, if the Knights and the Avalanche play, like, if they were to play 10 seven-game series, it'd be, like, 5-5. Five, five. You could split it right down the middle. They're just both that good. But I think, you know, Nathan McKinnon kind of tilts that a little bit to the Avalanche's side. They, they are so good. Arizona fought valiantly to get here. But, man, I just can't see a scenario where they, they upset the Avalanche here. I mean, if they even go the distance, I'll be surprised. I'll right. give them one game. Maybe one. one Maybe, game. like, Kemper goes crazy one game and sh- – and one goal on like 35 40 shots yeah but yeah I, I i think colorado wins this one easily um we go dallas and calgary i think we both agree calgary probably upset the stars here that's an upset i didn't even know i thought <laughs> i thought calgary would just be the favorite here i mean the stars their defense their goalie is very good but their offense is sluggish they don't right. put much shots on goal and i think the flames just overwhelm them and i see the sweep here i see wow you see a reverse calgary sweep of dallas huh? yeah i think i'd give dallas a game or two i think calgary does win it um but yeah, like like you said, Ben Bishop and that defense really is going to make a difference at some point. Um, ben Bishop is just—he's a great goalie. Yeah, he's a great goalie. But it's an, another thing. Like you just don't turn it on. Right. You don't turn it on, especially with Calgary playing an elimination series. They already ratcheted up that intensity, and Dallas has to match it. Yeah. I think if Dallas can win the first or second game, they might be able to survive. So. Because after that first and second game, like they'll be able to match that intensity. But they, yeah. there's no way they come out right away. And do it. No. no. So, yeah, I think we both agree Calgary wins that series. Chris has it as a sweep. I have it as maybe 4-2. But, I, I, yeah, I think we both agree that Calgary wins that pretty convincingly. Um, I think another big thing, like if we don't take into factor, is that uh, these teams aren't flying anymore. There's no more like two games here, two games there, right. three games here. It's back to back. You just leave your hotel, go across the street, 
Everyone's rested. Everyone's rested. Everyone's ready to go. So that's why these upsets are, there's no more home court advantage. There's no more, all right, I got to catch the red eye and get up tomorrow right. for practice. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, uh, this is going to be really fun. Yeah. I miss the fans. I miss, like, the goal reactions and stuff, but it's been some pretty fun hockey to watch. Um, our last series, St. Louis Blues and the Vancouver Canucks. I think this is another series where we could see an upset. Really? I do. Really? I really, really like Vancouver. You know, and I do too, but even though St. Louis has started off slow, they're the defending champs. I think they they get it done. But they kind of did like they kind of did like a Nationals thing last year. They started off really, really slow and then just got hot at the right time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and don't get me wrong, St. Louis is obviously a good team to win the cup and then be back in the position they were in going into the restart. But Vancouver has a lot of really nice young pieces. And I just I think they can really drag St. Louis into some deep water here and get them in trouble. We're gonna see the uh the year of the upsets is what they're going to call this. It seems like it. It really just seems like it. Because St. Louis was just so sluggish. Yeah. Like, they gave... I mean, they lost a hard one against the Avalanche, with the Avalanche scoring with like 0.2 seconds left. Crazy. Right. I looked up and I was like, all right, game over. Here yeah. And boom, right Right. In. They lost a tough one to the Blues. They played the Knights really well. Um, and then they lost in a shootout to the stars. So like, they're still playing competitive games. Like they're not just laying down for, for anybody, but man, I, I, I just, I think the Canucks get it here. I think it goes seven games. I really do. I can't agree more. I think that, uh, like you said, there's going to be a lot of upsets this year. And it's going to be exhilarating to watch. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Can't wait for hockey. Knights play tomorrow, 7.30. We already have the games going on tomorrow. And I'm lost. I'm not, unfortunately. But I'll be watching it. So oh, yeah. On the, Jumbo, on the Jumbotron? Yeah, absolutely. Shout out Topgolf. Shout out Topgolf. Shout out big ass screens. Yep, and allowing us to watch the games. And hopefully I get to wear my night stuff tomorrow because if I don't, I won't be happy about it. Just, just wear your face mask and be like, hey, look, it's the nights. Right. Even though it's hot and that yeah. is thick. It is so thick. Um, but yeah, that's the first round. Um, we'll go into it more the further the playoffs go. Um, but we could have – an entire show if we went over the entire playoffs. Um, so we'll leave it there. One other playoff scenario that's coming down to the wire, NBA. The Suns. The Suns. The Are they not the best team the in the NBA now? Look are the hockey. Suns the new Lakers? They're going to they're gonna upset them, and people are going to shoot me for this. But oh, that is a bold statement, my friend. They just look. Unbeat. I mean, they beat the Clippers. Even they're down 20 points today to OKC. Come back and win by 10, 15 points. Right. They're 
the only undefeated team in the bubble. They're only – and Devin Booker can't miss a shot. Nope. 35 yesterday. So – Or 35 today. I, I mean, apologize. I get it. The Lakers are resting. The Clippers are resting. People have load management. This, this, and that. We'll see. But what I've seen so far the bubble is the teams that look like they were going to run the tables look like they're going to be running from the table. Right. If they don't get their shit together. Exactly. I mean, with Memphis losing, I think it was a day or two ago – there's already guaranteed a playing game for the eight seed. Yep. That's going to be a really fun game to watch. So who we got going in the eight seed? It's the Grizzlies, the Suns, Portland, and the Spurs. Right. And all, all one game out. All one game within that eight seed right now. If I think everybody has two games to play. I mean, it's hard to pick against the Suns right now. You know, it, it is hard to pick against the Suns right now, but Portland looks really good. Dame looks really good. No, Carmelo Anthony with his old ass right. is going out there. I mean, they I I like them. I like Portland a lot. If there's a team that can upset somebody if they if they get into the right. seed, I think it's them. I think best case scenario, or at least the most intriguing matchup, would be for the Grizzlies to fall out. And it be Portland and Phoenix for that eight seed playing game. How fun would that game be? Especially if the Suns are the Suns that are playing right now, and they right. don't revert back to like you know the team that was thirteen games under five hundred when and, they entered the bubble. And like you said, these teams that have nothing to lose that are playing crazy good. Let's see what happens when they have everything to lose. Right. A little pressure. Yeah. You know, for that eight seed. In the playoffs, in a series, let's see if they crumble. Because right now they look good because, like you said, they got nothing to lose. Nope. So why not just throw the ball up? Did you see uh, Draymond Green get fined $50,000 for tampering? Yes, I did. <laughs> just for saying we need to get him out of Arizona. Which, I mean, that's kind of a dig. I mean, obviously, I don't think it's warranted. Right. I think the Suns, no. like, I think the Suns are really trying to become a better team. Right. But sometimes, you know, it just doesn't hit, unfortunately. Like, DeAndre Ayton hasn't been anywhere close to what they thought he was going to be when they drafted him. Imagine if they would have drafted Luka, number one overall. Booker and Luka? Booker and Tatum. I think that was the same year. Like They might be legit. They wouldn't even be playing for the A seed. I think they'd be playing for... The second seed first. Oh, yeah, they'd be a top four seed for sure. But I think, yeah, I think it comes down to Portland or Phoenix that locks up that eight seed. It's going to be fun. Everyone with two games left is going to be really, really fun coming down the wire for that. But I guess we'll see. We got a few more games in these next few days and then actual playoffs start. So it's going to be a really fun playoffs in the NBA this year, too. so crazy. Right. Back to back. I mean, when, when in you, a week we're going to be having hockey playoffs, right? basketball playoffs. Yep. Give it a month. We'll have baseball playoffs. Yep. And then, I mean, football, you know, is a while away from now. but Hey, there's still a camp. There's going to be football. Right. So we're going to have every sport going on. I don't know what I'm going to choose. Like, I need to buy more TVs. All of it. I need to buy more TVs. <laughs> yeah. Just have a huge setup in the house. Just have TVs, iPads. I legit. Phones. I have my TV going with a baseball game. I'll have my iPad set up with a hockey game. 
and then I'll have my phone like cruise in NBA scores. Yeah. It's the greatest. I love it so much. I love sports. It's so great. And kind of like, so going back to what I said last week about, you know, I had a friend kind of say that sports weren't important. I was sitting in bed last night. I was going over, you know, the show and I just happened to come across this video. It was like 25 minutes of sports moments to get you through quarantine. And it was like guys hitting walk-off home runs to win baseball games, like big baseball games. Yeah, big moments. You know, uh, Stefan Diggs making that catch against the Saints to win it. And I, I'm just sitting there, man, and I'm just thinking, like, how can you not love sports? So there's so many moments that I can remember where I was, who I was watching the game with, you know, you don't get that yeah. with anything else besides sports, right? Unless it's like a negative experience. Most of the time, like you, I remember, like, I'm sure you'll always remember when the chiefs won the Super Bowl, like right. where you were. Right. We're in the other room. Exactly. Like you don't get that kind of emotional roller coaster with anything else in life. Right. You know, like, I remember when Jose Fernandez passed away. Um, he was a former pitcher for the Marlins. He, he passed away in a boating accident. The very next game, D. Gordon, the dude's like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, weighs a buck 50. I think at, the, at this point in his career, had maybe 20 home runs, and he had been around for a while. And the very next, very first at bat, he comes back. He puts on Jose Fernandez's helmet, stands in the right side of the batter's box, takes a strike, you know, go, hits run. a home run. The very next pitch that doesn't that. happen anywhere else but sports. Right. And, and it's just like I'm not a Marlins fan. But how great I care is less about the Marlins. But every time I see that, man, it chokes me up. Right. You because that's here, not yeah. coincidence. No. Stuff like that that happens. Like no. Tyler Skaggs passed away last year. The very next game they come back. They're all wearing 45. They all got Smoking. skags. They threw a no-hitter. That's right. That's that right. That doesn't happen anywhere. You don't get that anywhere else but sports. There was a 49, 49ers player whose dad passed away. Right. And then uh, that, that weekend, and then he went out and played the game, punt return for a touchdown. Yeah. 90 right. yards, and, you mm -hmm. know, and then cries, breaks down in the end zone because it's like that doesn't happen. There's right. no reason that it should have changed, but – you know it's that person looking down. You yeah. know it's the emotions and what it means to them to to do that. Mm -hmm. Michael Michael Lorenzen, a pitcher for the Reds, had his dad pass away. Goes pitches, pitches an amazing game, hits a home run that game. I think to walk it off, like it does. It doesn't, it doesn't anywhere but sports. No, and, and you're crazy. You don't like sports. I'm just gonna say, how do you not? I have a video of my family and I. We were watching Xavier University College Basketball. It's where my dad went to school. They always have a good basketball team, but they're never good enough to, like, make it over that hump to beat, like, Kentucky, Kansas, like, those premier schools. Yeah. Like, they're, they're always just, like, a step below and barely a step below. I have a video of Xavier beating Arizona to go to the Elite Eight. And I don't even – like my mom was filming. I didn't even know my mom was filming this. We – me, my dad, and my sister went batshit crazy. Like running around the house. We're screaming. We're hugging each other. Like my family 
isn't, you know, a very affectionate family, I guess you would say. But in that moment, man, like it was, it was just one of the coolest moments and I'll never forget it. Like we all just were so stupidly happy. It doesn't happen with anything else. I bet you could even like remember, you know, the smell, like you'll hear something one day, a song or I remember that happens and I'll tell hear something and remind me of that right of that moment and it's just crazy that nothing else but sports produces these moments no and you know i mean you can ace a test you can pass this you can get the job you can do this but for fans who've been waiting for their team to win or just you you put so much time dedication money into these teams that you know it, it sucks that don't even know you exist but you, they mean the world to you. I mean, my yeah. dog next to me, his name is Chief. Yeah, my name's my dog's name is Judge. You know, so everything you love is about these sports. Mm-hmm. And when they accomplish what you need, it's just no better feeling. Like I said, I cried. Right. A video of me going ballistic. I mean, I'm talking one <laughs> when we ran in that touchdown, I dropped to my knees. Like I we got. My knees were just jello. Everything was just jello. You can't explain it. And, yeah, it was just great. Like you said, like, they, they'll never know who we are. But it's just, like, such a deeper connection. Right. And it, it's so weird because you don't know why. You know why you love those, these guys, you these hate, teams so much. You hate much. them so much when they lose. Right. I mean, when they like You have such, like, stupidly. a deep connection to these teams. And it's so crazy. And if you have that connection, like we're talking about, like you're not crazy. No. There's a lot of us that are that way. There's crazier. People. And I got to bury the hatchet on something else really quick too. If you say we, like when you're referring to as a team, like, like we lost, we won. That's okay. Yeah. I hate when people say that, oh, you're not part of the team. Well, you, you buy the tickets, right? Right. You watch every game. I pay so many salaries. You pay like. these salaries, all, like jerseys. not maybe directly, but yeah, you're buying gear. You're, we're the reason Fans are the reason that these sports can happen. So if, say we when you refer to your best, your favorite team. Right. You know, we won today. We lost today. Because you invest as much time in those teams. As, as these players do right. at practice. I mean, right. I don't think I literally wake up and it's the off season. And I'm on every app to see if they've even mentioned the Chiefs. Or they mentioned the Knights. Right. Or they mentioned the Royals. Just – just a little audio of a player talking or they have a little clip they put together of somebody running out for a catch. And I'm just like, and I watch it 20, 30 times, right. You know? And it's just like, for what doesn't benefit me anyway, but nope. I still do it. But it does like, it doesn't benefit you directly, like financially, whatever. But yeah, it's like, it's good for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's why so many people are just relieved to have sports back. Cause it is that, little bit of an escape that we all have and it's just it's normalcy to us a lot of us it's what makes our lives you know it it just makes our lives feel normal because that's what how much time we invest even if it's crazy like it's just what we do it's what we love especially in this time you need an escape more than ever just because you go on the internet and all you see is corona this trump that biden this ugh this, that, this, that, all political. I mean, I, every one of my friends is a damn politician now. And I, right. I, you know, I'll say I've posted some stuff too. Just because you, you know, you, you can't get around it right you now. You can't. You cannot get around it. But I'll tell you right now, 
when we do these podcasts, I don't think anything about it. Nope. We just talk about sports. Yep. And I forget that, like, there's even a presidential election going on. There's coronavirus happening outside of this fucking house right now. This is what makes our lives fun. Right. And it makes it so much easier with all the crap going on. Right. It really does. Worth it to pay $80 round trip and Uber. Yeah. Just to talk about forces. Right. And we're small. Right. You know, like this might never go anywhere. But I like doing it. But I lot. love it. A lot. I love it. Um, but yeah, not to get too sentimental. <laughs> yeah. And cry real quick. Uh, sports so much. <laughs> Don't ever leave me again. But uh, kind of segueing into my last topic I kind of wanted to go over was I love Conor McGregor. Oh, love him. Barely just the proposed. Mystic Mac. Dude, I can't believe he barely just proposed to her. Hey, he needed to know if that was his ride or die. Okay, they like grew <laughs> up in a trash they came to up in a trash can. Like she supported him when they lived in like a car. And then he gets huge. I hey, thought it would have happened a little sooner. People switch up with money. They do. But the thing is, is she knew him when there was no money. He would have been the one to switch up. You know what I mean? Like, they were together when he had no money. That doesn't change. People switch up, like, when you come into money. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's like, true. He should have been the one to have been like, oh, I'm rich now. I get whatever I want. Hey, at you least know? he did it. I Yes, he did at least do he it. Did. He finally. Yeah. Finally. Did you see that uh, the ring overthrow? What was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people know Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Now, it wasn't Mitch Trubisky that overthrew it. Like, give the guy a little (laughs) – cut cut the guy a little bit of slack. He was the one proposing, and his buddy just freaking launched the ring over his head into the ocean. And what a friend. His friend didn't even hesitate. Just Just jumped right into the ocean. What, what what other thing would you you just threw his ring into the yeah. ocean? No, it wasn't him. It was, it was another. It guy. was another guy. Like the guy that threw the ring in was just like kind of standing there, like oh shit. oh oops. <laughs> and here goes the, the third best man in line going. I'm after it. I'm I in. got you, boss. Like, I'm in. Give me a snorkel. Sharks. How, how fitting! How fitting that was that it was Mitch Trubisky, and on an overthrow of his freaking wedding it's ring. Probably Jake Cutler throwing <laughs> it. Yeah, he's like, here's for taking my job. Right. Yeet. But, uh, no, I love Connor. Um, like, those are, like, some fights. I get emotionally mm-hmm. invested when Connor fights. Dude, I get, fight. I get, oh, yeah. Never seen somebody so angry <laughs> it wasn't even, It wasn't even so much the fight. It was what happened afterwards. Yeah. Because, I mean, I knew Connor was going into a bad fight. Yeah. Going like I knew he was probably gonna lose. I knew Floyd he was probably gonna lose against Floyd. Like I'm not delusional in the fact when I like when I say I like Connor, like I understand that he fights a lot of guys that he has a bad stylistic matchups with. But I get into it. Into it. I have ginormous parties when Connor fights. Proper twelve only. That's it. I won't let anything else in my house. Try to bring in Jameson. It's basically the same shit. And he's like, no. No, I so, think I allowed Jameson. I think I had to sneak it in. Unless I had him, like, already drunk enough to say, fuck it. Ole, 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 Hell yeah. Hopefully he unretires for the 15th time and we get to see him fight again next year. Um, but we'll see. That being said, we do have a 
gigantic UFC card coming up. UFC 252, Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier's last professional fight. Really? Yeah, he said this is it. You know that's just for money. No, no, this is it. He's He said a long time ago that he wants to kind of go out on his terms. And he's already, like, announcing, and he's a right. really, really great announcer, so he doesn't need to keep fighting. He just – this is, like, his last legacy fight. You think they give it to him if it goes to decision? I mean, if it's a close fight, maybe. Yeah, if it's not blatant. But it's so hard to say because, like, Stipe's the champion right now, yeah. and there's always champion bias. I don't care what anyone says. There's 100% champion Definitely. bias on scorecards. So – it's really hard to tell. These guys are 1-1. I think Stipe wins this, and I think he wins it pretty easily, honestly. Um, I mean, he's got a 5-inch height advantage. He's got a 7.5-inch reach advantage. And a lot of guys like can't use those strengths to their benefit because they're just not, you know, they're just not skilled enough. Stipe is a guy. Yeah, he can. That will utilize that stuff. And when Cormier knocked him out the first time it was it was just a lucky swing right. and that can happen again like Cormier can win this fight by knocking him out again but if it stands and Stipe fights the fight he wants to he keeps the distance I mean it's no, I don't I don't think Cormier will land a fight I don't think he'll get close I think Stipe wins this in a landslide you think two rounds first round good knockout I don't think it'll be I think they get tired. I think both of them know each other now going into this third fight. Uh, they're going to be very smart on, on how they fight this one. Um, I, I do think Stipe kind of – the only way I see this going is Cormier brings him down and wears him out. But that being said, Stipe is good on the ground too. Yeah. So he's going to hold his own. I think he can definitely – keep it on the feet if that's where he wants to stay. But, I mean, Stipe Miocic is minus 105. I, the He's a slight underdog. Blasted. Yeah. That's where, but that's where you, like, wonder, like, do the books know something? Are they going to give it to him, you know, if it goes to decision because it's his last fight? Yeah, I mean, it, it's so hard to say. I don't think Stipe lets it get to that point, honestly. No. But, uh, I mean, at minus 105, just you, you can't not bet Stipe. Right. The value the value is just way too good there. Um, then you got Sean O'Malley. Sugar Sean O'Malley. This dude is a beast. Minus 310 against Marlon Vera. O'Malley already said he's going to knock Vera out. And there's a few guys, like, when you hear that, you, you really know. believe it. Yeah, they're going to when Connor says it, you believe it. You know, if uh, Stipe said it, you would believe it. If John Jones were to say it, he would believe it. Nate Diaz. Eh, Nate Diaz. But you have a lot of guys, oh, no, I'm going to knock him out in the first round. Like, who are you? Right. You know what I mean? And then like, they get knocked out in the first round. And they get knocked out. Sean O'Malley is that talented 12-0 coming into this fight. He came off of Daniel White's, uh, Dana White's Contender Series. The kid is special. Like, he's – he – Broke his foot in the second round of, I think, his second fight in the UFC and still won. He was fighting off one foot for a round and a half and still was able to get the decision. 
You don't do that unless you're a special kind of person. An animal. An animal. At minus 310, I don't know if I touch it. I would probably take O'Malley on the knockout. But, I mean, other than that, once you get into, like, the 310s and anything, it's kind of scary to touch. Yeah. No, definitely. There's no value there. And then it's one of those things you put up $310. And, you know, like you said, any day you get caught. You get caught. You get caught. It goes on your money. Don't bet that. Bet O'Malley on the knockout. And Stipe. O'Malley and Stipe. And then one other fight that I kind of wanted to touch on real quick was John Dodson. It's it's another pay-per-view fight. John Dodson versus Mareb Davishvili. I watched this Davishvili kid. He was minus 900. The very first fight I saw him. He's 11-4, and four, but oh my goodness. The gas tank on this guy... He made – it was like he was fighting me. Really? He, he made a professional fighter look like he was fighting me. Like it was – Like just anybody off the street. Anybody off the street. Coming in at minus 180, John Dodson, good fighter, really powerful hands, 22 and 11. Dodson's been in this game for a long time. I think – I, I don't see him even coming close to Davishvili, though. This kid is so quick. He averages 8.67 takedowns a fight. A lot. That's a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of energy used in taking down yeah. people. So to be able to do that. And, and whenever, whenever I see matchups like this, like a guy that's just that much better on the ground than a guy that likes to stand – you always give the advantage to the grappler because they both can throw. They're fighters. But once you get down to the jujitsu, the nitty gritty of what MMA actually is, you cannot like the same thing with Connor. When Connor fought Khabib, everyone's like, Oh, if he stands up, they'll win, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? And Khabib still dropped them. Khabib just takes him to the ground. Well, Khabib, that's the thing. Like, when I knew it was over, it was when Khabib dropped him on the feet. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's got no chance. Because now he's now he knows he can throw with him, and now he's going to take him down. Khabib, arguably, is the greatest UFC ground fighter ever. He's ridiculous. He, he makes guys that are actually good on the ground look like they've never grappled a day in their life. So for Connor to go in there and think he was going to not, do that, down. like he's he was he's Delusional. way too smart. But it's just way me. too smart. So about the payday. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So those are my three picks. Love Stipe. Love O'Malley by the knockout. Love Davishvili the minus one eighty. Um, it's gonna be a really fun card this Saturday. Um, I'm sure we'll revisit it a little bit on Monday. Um, I'm gonna be buying it. I'm gonna be buying it. I'm sure you can watch it at work then. Maybe. We don't host parties anymore. So. Well, I'll let you know how they go. I mean, I'll definitely like be watching it. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'll be in Arizona. But uh, that's really all I had planned for the day. You got anything else you want to bring up real quick? I think that's it, my friend. Love it, love it. Well, like we said, we have a lot of sports this week. It's all coming. Yeah. And it's going to be coming fast. 
And there's going to be a lot to talk about. A lot. I mean, I mean, get it down. I was going to say, maybe we do two shows. I mean, we're going to have like two hours worth of stuff right. to talk about. Right. We're going to have, you know, finally the A seed who's going to go into the NBA. We're going to have the first week of playoffs in hockey. See what happens when the Cardinals come back. Yeah. I mean, they have they play like eight games, and other teams have played like twenty. Oh yeah, and can we say the Marlins are apparently the best team in baseball right now? <laughs> they got back. And the Orioles. Yeah, well, the Orioles are still They've under five hundred, but I, they're in second place, but they still have a losing yeah. record. But the Marlins came back, went like seven and one after after the they restarted, lose. but. I think they lost their last two games, but that's what we're saying. Like this season is so crazy because anybody can make it. Yeah. All they need to do is put like two, three runs together where they win five, six games in a row. You almost lock yourself in at that point because there's so little room for error right right now. And they're talking about like these games that need to be made up might not ever be made up. They might just do like a winning percentage. They might not have to. True. You know what I mean? Like, if, you know, say the Phillies end up shit in the bed and are that far back, you know, like, and if they have games to make up at the end, like, there's no point. Right. There's really no point to it. But, yeah, we're, uh, we'll have a lot to talk about next week. This is a really fun show. Yeah. Um, free Ramon. We hate the Astros. We hate the Astros. I really hope Loriano doesn't get a big suspension. He's going to, but he doesn't deserve it. What do you think he's going to get something like Joe Kelly? Shit, man. Probably. Because, like, he actually went and fought. Like, actually tried to fight. If it's not more than eight games, I don't see it being less than eight games. Who knows? Maybe if what he said warranted it. Yeah. There's just so many. Maybe, maybe like like last year when there wasn't coronavirus concerns yeah yeah. but because true. of that like you just can't have that unfortunately but uh i love we can still fight hockey yeah they try to like split it up but you know they don't want to well it's their bubble they still have the bubble though so these oh, guys have already true. been around each other that's a lot true. and they're still doing the I, they're not handshakes but they're doing the fist bump line and that was like a big thing. People thought that they were going to get rid of the handshake line, yeah. which is like one of the coolest traditions in all sports is after, you know, these guys play seven games, beat the crap out of each other. They still handshake afterwards and they just put it behind them. So the bubbles obviously were an amazing idea. Unfortunately, baseball couldn't figure that out. Then we wouldn't really even have to worry about any of this. It, it is. It is. But, you know, I – Basketball and hockey, they were already going in the playoffs. Yeah. So you had a limited amount of teams. It's, it's hard to put all these teams together. Yeah, unfortunately. And they only had the 24 teams for a short amount of time. You know, you know eight eight teams are already gone right. from the bubble right. in, in hockey at least. Yeah. And with basketball, you have a sh- I have seven teams leaving here in the next few days. So, um, yeah. I think everything finishes. Baseball will get finished. There's no way that they don't. Um, They've already shown how motivated they are to finish. But, yeah, um, good show. We'll be back next week. Thank you guys for listening again. Um, Lots of positive stuff going on. 
lots of sports. We're going to have another jam-packed show for you next week. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you uh, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Trap Game. Podcast. At The Trap Game Podcast. There is a Facebook coming, so get uh, you'll be getting friend requests soon. But all right, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Yeah, have a good night. See you.